everyone, it's Carrie TV, and today's topic is how to win. Stay tuned. So, how to win. How to win in a multiple offer situation. What? Hasn't this been happening for five years? What are you talking about? Why are there still multiples? Is the market slowing down? I can't even, what is it? May, June? We have written so many offers this year for our clients because the market is hot in certain areas. Of course, it's slowed down, but certain price points, inventory is still low, which I've discussed, and properties are moving quickly when they're priced right. Regardless, even in a slower market, there still can be multiple offers on something when it's a unique property or a great situation. So there's a few different tips and tricks I use, and the right combination of all of these can usually get a winning offer. So here's the situation. Not everything, not every situation with a multiple offer is the same. There are no rules. There's no rules in how it's done, but my number one rule is don't be discouraged. Don't stress out because you're in a bidding war or you're in competition. It happens. There's limited supply of unique properties, and hey, it's okay if you've got the right combination of the price you wanna pay, the terms, the right agent, seller, it will all come together. If this property happens to not work out, there is another better one for you. I believe in good energy and I believe the people I work with are in the same position, same boat, same reasoning, and also know that something else will come along and be great. That's kind of like rules in life in general, right? So every situation is different with the multiple. Here's how it can work. The seller can put their property in the market, an offer can come in, and they can take it like that. There's no deadline, there's no time frame, no expectations. They get an offer, they take it, that's fine. There's other times where they can put a deadline. Now they wait for the offers to come in, they review them, they send out a counter with another deadline, a best and final, and then one is chosen. Uh, there's another situation where they can set a deadline whether it's the first round or the counter round, and someone can come in and write an offer and take the property before the deadline. Oh my God, are you serious? Yes, so we'll get into how to make sure that doesn't happen, but we can't always control it. There's other situations where the agent won't even talk to you. They go dark, they don't answer calls, emails, they think they're too cool, they have a bunch of offers, so they don't really care. It's really unprofessional, it sucks, it's part of the industry, but we have to deal with that too. So that case, you're kind of just like a silent auction, sending in your best, and usually you get a call that you get accepted, or you get a call that the property's already gone. There's some weird things that go on out there. Sometimes properties are listed and they're already in escrow, so it can be frustrating if you want a property and you can't hear back from anybody. However, most of the time you have a general sense and the communication with the other agent is what is most important. Now, that goes into my first point, having a great agent. <laughs> I always say that, don't I? Whoever you're working with, make sure that they know the rules of the multiple offer situation and they put you in a good position to get your offer accepted. So in this situation, communication is key. So you need to build a rapport with the other agent that makes them want to work with you because at the end of the day, you're going into this little 30-day marriage. So you wanna make sure that you like them. You get along with them, they're not mean, they're not aggressive, they're not lazy, they're not disrespectful. Wow, just described a lot of agents I've worked with. <laughs> um, again, we're trying to make the industry better. That's our goal. So in these situations, you wanna make sure that you build enough rapport and you show your clients excitement, but that you're not too much. Because there's times where, you know, on my listings, agents will call you non-stop, like a psycho ex-girlfriend, and you just, you, it's super inundating. So you wanna have the right touch of my clients are great and I'm great and we're very interested, but not too smothering. 
um, it is a fine line because some people just I don't know they're desperate or they think calling over and over again works but it doesn't there's a professionalism and a standard that needs to be handled appropriately by your agent uh, so some of the pricing options okay so second getting into pricing this can be tough because there's really three pricing options go in at your best and final go in with a little room to budge or go in a little lower you know turtle rip wins the race and come back in really hard and heavy on the final round and win it now the tough thing is when you don't write your best and final up front and they end up taking an offer without countering crap yeah that, that happens and that's unfortunate but it's also a situation where if you write your best and final up front they shop your offer which most of the time doesn't happen but it can happen and it, it's one of the unprofessional things that happens in our industry, but it does, it just does. So coming in middle of the road, close to your top price and having some room to come up is usually the best way to do it. One of the other little things is timing. So if the offer deadline is Friday at 9 a.m., which would never happen, Friday at 12 or something, making sure you come in close to that just in case people are talking about your offer or giving information. It's really nice to be right in at the end. These are some of my super insider tricks. So for any agents watching who don't know about this, your clients will love you. So the initial deposit is usually 3%, that's standard. You actually can't put any more down as a deposit that's held as liability for arbitration and mediation, but you can increase your deposit in escrow but that part will not be part of any situations where contingencies are. Uh, like if you're going to arbitration or mediation, you can't hold anything more than a 3% in court. That's a whole nother fun subject. <laughs> your down payment. Now your down payment, the best ones are cash, all down, but showing as much as possible. 20% is really a minimum. Even though you can buy property with less than 20% down when you're in a multiple, you wanna show that you have the ability to finance with 20% down. When an agent's looking at multiple offers, they go, okay, where's my price? There you go. Shortest escrow, shortest contingencies, cash or largest down payment. Why does down payment matter? Well, in the situation of an appraisal, if an appraisal comes in lower, which sometimes it happens oddly enough, if you are putting down more than 20%, then you're fine. You don't have to put down any more money um, because low appraisals are done at an 80-20 loan to value. So you want to show as much down as possible. So good agent, 3% or more deposit, pricing, down payment, escrow length. This is fun. Most escrows are 30 days. Could they be 21? Absolutely. If everyone is on their game, they're getting all their paperwork in, they're working together, nobody's too busy, like the lender sometimes can go AWOL and you don't know what is going on, they're just too busy, too many loans on their plate. So if you've got a good lender and you've got all your paperwork in and they put you through the underwriting process, there's also something called a fast track approval process where you can, do I talk really fast? <laughs> where you can have your loan pushed all the way through underwriting, they just need the property and if it's a condo, the HOA information to push it through. So in that situation, you can reduce your contingencies down. So the standard is 17 days for appraisal and 21 days for a loan. So if your lender has pushed your paperwork through to the underwriter, it's possible to shorten this down to 10 days, 12 days, 15 days. That means that the seller is looking at a lower time period of risk. Contingencies are risk for the seller and protection for the buyer. So a seller is looking for the highest price with the lowest risk. If you're a financing buyer, financing buyer, if you're a buyer who's financing, you wanna shorten those as much as possible, but not at your own risk or your own cost. So speak to your lender, have them 
let you know what your shortest time frame would be to release your loan contingency, which could be 12 or 15, and how fast you can close. Now, if they get into escrow and they get all the paperwork, the contract, any HOA document information, they can usually close it within 21 days. It's definitely happened and on condos. So that's definitely a possibility with the right lender. So another portion is the inclusions. Uh, if the seller, and this is again, the agent talking to the other agent. If the seller doesn't want to include certain things like washer, dryer, fridge, let them take it. Who wants to move that anyways? But if there's things that are important to the seller, let them have it. If they want to leave it, that's fine. Standard, they usually leave these items just because they are a pain to move and they like to get new ones in their new home. But make sure you know upfront is there anything leased that you need to take over? Do they want the wine fridge? Is there a special mirror that's not attached that they wanted to take? Just make sure you have all the seller terms up front, including those inclusions. And another one would be if the seller needs time. Maybe they need longer than a 30-day escrow. Maybe they need a lease back. If you're able to offer them flexibility where they close on their property and they lease the property back from you for less than 30 days, that could be a big benefit to someone who's in a rush because there are people that can be in a rush. Maybe they're moving out of their place, moving into state and need short-term housing or something complicated. So just being able to be as flexible as possible with the seller is perfect. Now in all of these situations, everyone can be different. Every seller can have a different length of escrow, different inclusions, different points that are important to them. I've seen sellers take offers that are less in price because they're cash, not too much less, but if a seller is really a no fuss person who's tired and whatever, they may take an offer 30, 40, 50,000 lower if it's a seven day close. Or maybe if it's a seller who needs cash, maybe the mafia is after them, they're gonna take a quick close too. So these are all the different points to making your offer really strong and the points that a seller looks for. Now on top of that, the other, a few little tricks which the videos are long enough, so you can call me and we can talk about those as far as timing, but it's also including information about you. Now, I know the love letter is not a new thing and people have been doing it for a while, but it makes a big difference. On top of that, a video, haha, yes, include your pets if you have them, but then also the agent-to-agent -agent relationship. I have not been a stranger to delivering cookies, wine, chocolate-covered strawberries. You know, they, they may sound like simple things and why would anybody care, but it's just a human touch and it's an old-school touch that people like. At the end of the day, people wanna work with people who they like. So if the buyer is a strong buyer, writing a strong, clean offer, short contingencies, large down payment, includes a cute letter, they're most likely going to wanna work with that buyer who has a really nice agent not pushy. Who do they know at the end of the day when you're getting into your little 30-day marriage, everyone's on the same team. The buyer's trying to buy, the seller's trying to sell, the agents are trying to help. Anybody who acts like they're on opposite teams or it's a battle or a negotiation or brings their own personal drama and baggage into the deal and their egos, it is. it just makes everything a little more frustrating, obviously, but having a good attitude about it all. So in general, having a great attitude goes a long way. So make sure you go through these important deal points with your agent, that they have great communication and timing. And you know, if the property is meant to be, it's meant to be yours. So hopefully that's helpful. And trust me, we have a lot of multiple offers ahead of us this year. Stay tuned for next week's episode.